With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good afternoon and welcome to this episode of the Black Tuesday podcast. With so much going on, be it the presidential address and politics and just life in general, I had to make a phone call south to one of my favorites. She is Tennessee's pride and joy, the ketchup connoisseur, Candy Mathis. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am okay. Now, what was your take from watching Mitt Romney fall asleep last night? Oh, my God. It just reminded me of how boring the 2012 campaign was, um, how unenergetic and or low energy, to use a Trump word, he is. Just he puts me to sleep. Now, I watched Mitt, like, not off, and then I watched Ted Cruz in the mullet. First of all, can we laugh about mullets? Like, you're from Tennessee. I'm sure you've seen a few of those in your day. Do they still rock those down there? Oh, my God, they're back. Like, I was just talking about this with my best friend yesterday. Like, there was still the mullets that people had, like the Joe Dirt kind of mullets that mm-hmm. hadn't updated since, like, 1994. But now the kids are bringing them back. Like, I watch American Idol. Don't judge me for that. I just watched it this season. It's the first time I've ever watched it. But I love the little country songwriter on there. And he has a bullet. And I noticed that Luke Bryan and Katy Perry and Lionel Richie ask him about it, but not in, like, a mocking sort of way. They're like, oh, there's the mullet. And he takes his hat off to show him the mullet. And this kid's 16, 15 or 16. And I thought, is this a thing? And then a, a good friend of mine posted that her little boy who plays junior high baseball was wanting the mullet, and apparently it's a thing among athletes, like young athletes. Like the mullet is making a comeback. They're rebelling against their Gen X parents by bringing the mullet back. Who do we blame for this? You know, I don't know. I guess all 90s culture is back. I went in the little... Oh, I can't even think of the store's name. It's one that my goddaughter likes. And it was like walking back into my closet from junior high. The sunflowers, the combat boots with dresses, you know, the slip dresses and the jean jackets. But the mullet could have stayed the fuck in 1994. It's a mullet. We don't need that. What was your worst fashion style? Probably... The combat boots with dresses that the kids are doing again. I mean, I'm short. I'm stocky. You know, you just can't wear, like, the tall boots. It just really makes you look like 
you have no legs. And I'm walking around on, like, a baby carrot when everybody else has a full stalk. Anyway, so even, like, the Doc Martens were almost up to my knees. And I look back, and it just... That was not a good choice for me. It's why I don't wear the pretty woman hooker boots. Even if they made them little people friendly, it's just not a good look for you when you have, like, a 24-inch in What? <laughs> it's true, though. Like, every time my mom, my mom would make a roast with baby carrots, I used to be like, that looks like my leg versus everyone else who has, like, the real carrot stalk. <laughs> And she would laugh hysterically because it's so true. I mean, like, if you put a person on two little baby carrots, that's what I look like. Oh, God. I just, I, I think I just bursted out a blood vessel in my eye laughing. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. It's, I, it's, the, it's true, though. It's true. The visual. Now, when we look at everything going on in Tennessee, apparently there is another Candace trying to move into Tennessee and dominate your state. Yes. Yes. Explain why y'all should just have it out and just fight in the middle of uh, was it uh, uh, Printer Valley in in uh, Nashville? <laughs> oh, that's a fucking pay per view waiting to happen. Like it was bad enough that Tampax Laredo moved here, whatever the fuck her name is, and then Ben Shapiro because after the Tommy Lauren whatever her name is video where she was melting because somebody threw water at her, I thought, oh. You crossed one of us in Tennessee. We won't throw water at you, I promise. It'll be worse than that. But then I had no idea because I don't keep up with Candace Owens and I try not to even have her retweeted into my timeline, although I committed that offense yesterday by retweeting her. But I see her talking about Tennessee politics, and I had no idea that that bitch had moved here. But that would be, like, I want to start the GoFundMe for my bail already because I cannot control my loud ass mouth if I were to run into her somewhere. I mean, could you imagine actually seeing her or Tommy Loren or Ben Shapiro in person? When I think of Tennessee, Tennessee evokes so many different thoughts where everything from Memphis barbecue on one end to Neyland Stadium on the other. Right in the middle is Nashville. Nashville is a honestly kind of a vacation destination spot. They, they have changed that city quite yeah. a great deal. And when I think of Nashville, it's more than just hot chicken and country music. It's become a pretty interesting metropolitan area. I still see it as a blue area. I could be wrong, but I don't see Ben Shapiro all of like he wore a cowboy hat to CPAC because he, he was down south. Yeah, he's like the Kmart cowboy tourist that we make fun of. But, yeah, Nashville's totally evolved to the point that people that are from here don't even recognize it and also don't go down there a lot. Like, the last concert I went to, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. You know, that small town feel is gone. You no longer are going to see stars or football players. You're eating lunch. It's completely different. But at the same time, Nashville has always been a welcoming, diverse city because of the artistry and country music. And, um, you know, my mother worked in downtown Nashville. She worked at Bell South my whole life, but they, when they built the Batman building sometime in the 90s, she went to work there. I mean, even though I'm in a rural part, a lot of us had parents that worked for Bell South and volunteered with their organizations. And so we were around nothing but, like, welcoming, open-minded 
people. But the influx of people that have moved here, I mean, I don't know where these redneck Ben Shapiro type voters think that these people are coming from. But, I mean, East Nashville is like a whole new part of Nashville now. And it's a very hipster Seattle liberal kind of feel. So, I mean, Nashville is only getting bluer, and it's only a matter of time with these folks that are moving to Nashville infiltrating, like, the rural communities that that blue dot gets bigger and bigger until, you know, Tennessee may have more than just two congressional districts. But right now they've got us kind of contained in Memphis and Nashville. But, I mean, Nashville has grown in a way that I don't think anybody could have anticipated. And it's, it's not people from Alabama moving here. Now, one of the things that I watch, just in general, just if we spin apart from politics, just in that that uh, that depth, where do you see the future of the Democratic Party? Where you have Jamal Bowman who decided to give a Democratic speech response to a Democratic president in front of a Democratic majority of Congress. How fractured do you think the party is? And why do people up, up north like to wander down south and tell y'all how to vote if you're a Democrat in a predominantly red state? Yeah, you know, I can't handle I cannot handle the far lefters. I can't handle the far lefters any more than I can the far right folks because I think most of us realized throughout the primary and then in two thousand sixteen that they sort of live in an alternate universe just like the conservatives but i i don't think the party is nearly as fractured as the media not to sound like a a conservative but i do think that the media portrays a narrative that isn't always accurate just like they didn't seem to understand that the early states in the primary are not worth much of the actual primary vote but i don't think we're near as fractured as the aocs want us to be but I, I was aggravated with her tweet also about giving praise to activists and you know, we weren't even talking about the things that Biden was talking about if it had not been for them. And, you know, because I didn't see that so much as praise towards activists and, and people who have been fighting for these things for a long time without any recognition, as I did the progressives constantly having to take a shot at Biden or Democrats. Now, one of the things that people get wrong in the Democratic Party is the just not the condescension that Northerners have towards Southerners, just in general, just not not, the, not even politics, just voters, regular as voters that like to go down there and, you know, make fun of y'all for stereotypes, but no one's out here talking about someone from Portland who doesn't wash their ass. When you encounter the nonsense from regular voters from other districts or the other regions of the country, how quick are you to cuss them out? Oh, you know I have no filter and no chill. So I'm on it like immediately. But yeah, that's one thing that I found extremely aggravating throughout the last four years. Longer than that, if you factor in the campaigns of 2016 that were like 21 months long. But it's the 
the belief that what flies in New York or what flies in California is going to fly in the middle of the country or the south. I mean, Tennessee, I'm a half day's drive from several swing states. I mean, my parents lived in Florida. We've got family in Ohio. You know, I can be in Virginia or which Georgia is now a blue state, was considered a toss-up during the election. Um, you know, you, you talk to these people on a regular basis, and it is so obnoxious to hear, you know, defund the police or any of the slogans that really hurt us in 2020. But to hear that shit from people who have never left their little bubble of, you know, the West Coast or New York or wherever they're at, who really don't realize that, Swing voters, and it's not necessarily swing voters. I mean, there are Southern Democrats, but there are also people that really have no party affiliation that, you know, I talk to every day. They may lean conservative on certain things, but they hated Donald Trump. You know, you lose those voters when you start some of this bullshit. And, you know, Joe Manchin pisses me off as much as he does everybody else. But at the same time, I do understand why he does certain things that he does. And you can't explain that to the Seattle Democrat who thinks you're going to win in West Virginia with a a burning. Now, one of the things, when we come back from break, I want to discuss just, you know what, it's Thursday. We're going to have a, you know, food opinion because in hot takes about food. Now, when we come back, it is Candy and her wild food opinion. You are listening to the Black Tuesday podcast on the FPC Radio Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We are back with the Black Tuesday podcast, Terrence Biggs, Candy Mathis. Candy, you, as we know, you have a food issue where you like to douse food in ketchup. Now, I'm not one to judge. Actually, that's, that's a lie. I, I am one to judge. But let's talk about the most random food that you like that people would be surprised. Do you mean like 
something that I eat that they wouldn't think I would because I'm such a picky ass toddler eater? Yes. I don't know if there is one. <laughs> I'm pretty predictable. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I tried falafel last week or the week before. That was a big what? step for me. That's a huge step. Look at you. What? I know Twitter thought so, right? Like, I tweeted me and the 21-year-old went, and he likes Greek food. It was at the Greek restaurant in town, so we tried it, and I tweeted while we were waiting for it, I'm trying falafel. And then I forgot about it because we got busy looking at houses or doing something else. And by the time I got back, Twitter was so proud of me. I'm stunned. I forgot that you tried a falafel. That's that's a huge step, although I'll be honest. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I watch a lot of travel vlogs. There's a couple from Tennessee, Kara and Nate, that are huge now on YouTube. And when they travel through the Middle East, um, most food they try all over the world makes me afraid. But the falafel always looked good, so I tried it, and it was good. Would you try it again? Yes. Oh, damn, look at this. Now. No sauce, though, no sauce. Now, what about the... Are you a, a Euro fan? Um, I haven't really tried that yet. That's what the kid got. Um, kid, he's 21, but that's what I call it. That's what he got, and he really liked it. So I may try that on my next go. He just can't have any sauce. Wait, and why can't it have sauce? You like ketchup. I don't eat sauces. They they make me they make me afraid. Like, mayonnaise makes me violent, but sauces make me afraid. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, I do ketchup. Um, I do barbecue. I will do honey mustard only because I finally, like, weaned myself into it by trying, like, honey Dijon because, like, when I was in my late 20s, I finally admitted to myself that dry salad was just not very good because I used to eat it plain. Um, but that's about it. I don't really try any other sauces. Now, now i got to warn you, gyros have tzatziki sauce. It's like a cucumber sauce, and it, it is phenomenal so here's what you do when you get your euro get the sauce in a cup just take a little spoonful and see if you like it then you can dip you can dip the euro in the sauce or you can cover it but you don't or you can keep them apart either or i put fries in it like to me tzatziki is more of my ketchup it is you don't I don't, right. don't dip fries in anything but ketchup. I'm going to Amazon you the biggest bulk package they have, I swear, of ketchup. Then show up. You're going to know it's from me. Just how can you dip fries in anything but ketchup? It's like a sin against God. It is not. Like, ketchup is one of those things. I we, We've been through this. Ketchup is one of those things that belongs on nothing. And I, I told you the other day that my son actually dipped his corn dog in it. That's because he's cool. He he is a cool guy, but I just I mean, as a parent, just as a human being, I looked at him with just this look. I wish I would have taken a picture of my face. It was so sad. That's kind of how I felt with my twins that I named for. Oh, you I'm always talking about my twins, but they were my baby cousins. But Ken Ken kept them until they started preschool, and. One of them loved ranch. She dipped her chicken nuggets and her fries in ranch, and it 
physically cause me pain. Of course, I would give it to her when she asked, but I would try to convince her that ketchup was superior. But it would physically, like, I would have chest pain when she would dip her french fries in the ranch. So gross. But it's, I mean, but there are so many sauces where a good aioli or a good something different, like, the ketchup, if you want to put ketchup on, like, fries-ish, you can kind of go over there, but Try a fry in vanilla ice cream. Okay, that is just wrong. Try it. Like sweets and potatoes don't go together. You might as well put bacon on a Sunday and try to get me to eat it. People do. There's there's bacon ice cream. And it's wrong. It's as wrong as when I saw an advertisement in Indiana that people could get married at Denny's on Valentine's Day one year. Like, that's what I associate in my mind when I hear bacon on ice cream. I think you might as well go to Denny's and get one and get hitched while you're there. But, no, it's actually not bad. Like, fries, like, it's not my go-to, but I've had it when I was, like, in high school, but it's not bad. But fry, to me, a fry is one of those things that you got to get it right. You can't have soggy fries. I can't stand soggy French fries. Yeah, they have to be crunchy. And... A little cup of barbecue sauce, tzatziki sauce, chipotle, even sriracha, even Old Bay. Old Bay makes a hot sauce. I'm just saying. Like, if you like, you like chicken nuggets. I know this. What you should do: go to store, get yourself some either Old Bay seasoning or Old Bay hot sauce. Try it on your chicken nugget. Life will never be the same for you. It, it, life, life will change. I have started putting a little hot sauce in my green beans, so that's a step up. I'm I'm open to new things as long as they don't look like there's just a certain look. I don't like anything that looks like ranch or mayonnaise or any of nothing like that. It makes me violent. Cream cheese, nothing like that. But look at you stepping up with flavor now. Like what has brought on this infusion of flavor trying? Probably the 21-year-old, he's all my cooking, and he should be like a professional food critic because he's serious about it. But I seasoned the shit out of some chicken the other day, and the first thing he said was, it tastes unseasoned. And I don't want to be that Karen. So I did try the hot sauce and the green beans, even though I didn't know that was a thing, just a little bit, and it they were phenomenal. Nice. And I, I felt, honestly, I felt really proud of myself. But then I sing Beyonce in my head like the whole day and annoy myself. See, now, how can people interact with you on social media? I am at Candy Mathis, C-A-N-D-I-M-A-T-H-I-S on Twitter. One of the best people out there. Love her for her political takes. Love her for her musical takes. Ignore the condiment takes because yes we still love her anyway she's our friend and we love her candy matter thank you so much for joining us on the black tuesday podcast thanks buddy this has been an episode of black tuesday podcast be good to yourselves be good to each other